All right. So the third thing that you can do is actually limit the amount of motion, mm. which as an animator, it pains you. Pains me sometimes. <laughs> Not all the time. Ah. Sometimes. Okay. It depends because yeah, I, I won't get into it. All right. Hello. Yes. Welcome to a hack. Hello. Doing things a little bit differently today. We know we've kept you through uh, a lot of interviews lately. A lot of, so a lot of interviews. now we're back to talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> it comes in waves. It comes it does, in waves. It does. Yeah. It truly. But yes, I am personally very excited for this hack today. And I'm going to talk you through a little bit of what we're covering. Mm -hmm. So in this hack, we are talking about three different ways to approach character animation to save you time and therefore Money, money on your project. Money, well, money, money, money. Maybe at the end we'll we'll explain why we do money that way. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But yes, we want to jump right into the information. So you might be pumped about using characters for your next animated project. It's gotta be and, characters. Yeah. And as a character animator myself, I'm pumped with you. We're pumped <laughs> together. <laughs> I'm very excited. But there are a few things that you should keep in mind as you incorporate characters into your animated videos. So yeah. why don't we take a look at how to keep your budget reasonable <laughs> for your next project? Because that's always nice, right? Having Especially a reasonable if, budget. <laughs> if you have a price sensitive project, yeah. sometimes you know, you're in a situation where you know maybe you're working for a client, maybe you are the client. Yeah, you're wrestling you with forward. that question, like can I even use characters? Yeah. So yes, let, you, the answer is usually you can, but there's a lot of different ways in which you can help to save costs on that side. Yes, exactly. So the first thing you want to think about is actually reducing the number, the physical number of characters for your piece. Mm -hmm. um, you can think about it. The math is pretty straightforward here, but the more characters you add, the higher the cost your, of your project will be. That's just yeah. <laughs> a lot of people think about it as as an exponential cost, and I, I don't think that's true. No, I would say it's a it's a it's a multiplier of three. Mm -hmm. So whatever you think your cost is going to be, it, there's three steps to do that, and so you really want to make sure that you understand what those costs are before you start. Definitely. So an example of this is that you know you could have one character in your story just on its own that's really the primary driver of motion so it can have a ton of motion in your piece but just be one character so they they could be interacting with different objects they could be part of different environments all of that good stuff but the idea is that when you're only using one character you're actually only repeating the process of making an animated character move one time so we talked about this in the previous episode but when you're going through character animation you have to design the character you have to rig the character and then you have to animate it you only have to go through that setup one time when you're using one character, even if you decide to use that character across multiple scenes within your piece. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when you add more characters, you're actually doubling the amount of steps of animation time, which ultimately shoots up the cost. And just remember that every character in the context, especially in the work that we do, needs a rig. So you're going to have to put a rig onto each of these characters. And you're going to have to design them to know what they look like. Mm -hmm. um, so those are going to always be there the more characters you add. The second one is that you can limit the design. At that first stage where you're designing characters, you can limit the actual amount of design that you have to do. And you can think about it like, you know, does every character that's in your piece really need to have arms or legs or 
torsos or other body parts for some reason, you can incorporate characters into your piece that are really only designed from like the waist up. Yeah. A lot of times we see this in like icon driven pieces. So if you want to show an icon of like community, you might see three or four characters, but they're all kind of cut off at the waist. So that means that a designer is going to spend less time overall designing a fully fledged character because they don't have to include pants (laughs) today. And the rigging artist is going to have to spend less time setting up controls for the animator. Then the animator has less controls with which to animate from. There's less to animate overall. So it's kind of a a win-win for everybody in that scenario. Yeah, yeah. It's like a trickle-down effect for everyone. So less design means less rigging means less animation. So overall, less less production time. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah, so that helps a lot. All right, so the third thing that you can do is actually limit the amount of motion, Mm. which... As an animator, it pains you. Pains me sometimes. <laughs> Not all the time. Ah, sometimes okay. it depends because yeah, I, I won't get into it. But <laughs> <laughs> characters don't always need to move all the time mm. in your pieces. Okay, the the beauty of animation is that you can make something still feel really believable, even if that motion is less noticeable. Mm. So an example you can kind of think about is like. How much motion is put into a Disney animated movie, right? If you just watch those characters comparatively to something like Archer or even the obvious South Park, (laughs) if you're watching the amount of motion that each of those characters has, it's very different across the board. So both of these are awesome and, you know, they all have benefits. They're all entertaining in their own ways, but you're simplifying the motion to reduce production time, to play with the style that you're working within because sometimes it it can be style bound but it gives you savings in sort of the overall time of the production costs it might even allow you if you're limiting the motion to work with more characters because the motion's so much less yeah you can also think of this as like you know a good example might be like the geico gecko sometimes you'll see him pop out from the side of the screen or pop up from the below and it's because i think they don't want to move him that much like they don't want to do a walk cycle where he's walking around they're going to limit the amount of body motion sort of waist below there's a ton of ways to limit motion in different kinds of characters in different ways so it all really kind of just depends on what you're working with yeah so really ultimately here the thing that you shouldn't limit (laughs) because Mm. there are limitations but what you shouldn't limit is actually the intention behind why you're putting a character in. Please, 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 please. We love you all. Don't add characters just for the sake of putting them in. There's so many ways to use characters and they can be so special and impactful. So instead, use them as a way to really create a deeper level of impact with your story or create relatability with your target audience, right? Mm. That's ultimately your end goal. Sometimes a simple gesture will go a long way, even if it's limited motion. So long as the character has a purpose and the motion is clear, that's that's really what we want to get to. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's really it. Mm. That's that's all we wanted to cover. We hope this is helpful. We wish you luck on your next character animation project. Yeah. Um, you know, if you are ever thinking about animating a, a mammoth doing the floss or you're thinking about <laughs> maybe you want to animate a non-binary character who's going through uh, navigating mm. a relationship for the first time. Mm. Or you just want to, you know, animate a woman in space that's riding around in a sweet jetpack. I got you covered. Uh, A pencil that uh, talks about DEI and Mm -hmm. diversity and inclusion in the workplace. Yeah. 
Uh, we've done a lot of characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of all different shapes yeah. and sizes and abstract and and non-abstract and like I personally it's my passion it's what I love doing mm. and there are so many ways you can be creative with character design and animation mm. that it's worth talking to your creative team about yeah. the possibilities of characters and things you might not think are characters can yeah. be characters we talked a little bit about that in the previous episode but yeah we hope this is helpful we wish you all the best on your next projects and we'll see you in the next episode until next time stay honest stay creative stay open open pixel bye Ha, 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 ha.